heck are you? How the heck are you? We're going to do a podcast. So let's get a little deeper into your story, shall we? Who are you? Well, that. that becomes a sticky wicket. <laughs> you know, what's your juice? <laughs> let's get back on track. You've got a lot of things going on. What is it that you're curious about? You know, you can run the world. Like, let's crumble up some off for you. It's been a whirlwind for you. What is it that supercharges you about this? Lots going on, lots coming up. Or is that too many stuff that I asked too many questions? No, not too many questions. <laughs> everybody welcome once again to mind your own business the chamber podcast i'm your host mo bellavo and this is where i get to talk to local professionals business owners thought leaders and we get to find out who they are what they do and why they do it before we get rolling with uh, with today's guest, I always like to thank E-Media for hosting us here, helping us with this project. We've been doing this for a couple of years now, and they always help to make us look fabulous and sound fabulous. So I'd like to thank Jeff Mastriani, the executive director, um, Jackson Foote, production coordinator, and um, E-Media in general. They're always awesome, and I love working with them pros all the way. So we have today with us for episode 11, I believe, I could be wrong, um, episode 11 only because we've changed our name. We used to be Drop the Mic and we shifted to Mind Your Own Business. So we are episode 11 of Mind Your Own Business. And we have with us today Bob Hill, head of school, Williston Northampton School here in East Hampton. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks. It is great to be here. I'm excited, Mo. Oh, good. I'm so glad. So why don't we just jump right into it, and uh, how are you today? I'm well. You know, school's up and running. We're in our 182nd year of operations. Oh, my word. It's amazing, right? And we have, uh, whatever, about 500 students just up the road from where we're sitting right here today, and they come from 25 states and about... 30 foreign countries at this point. Right. Uh, so we're up and running and it's bustling. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. So let's um, start off with you. Um, if you can share a little bit about your background and the journey that led you to your current role as head of school over at Williston. Probably no short answer, but I'll That's try okay. my best. Uh, so I'll reveal my age, right? Oh, because boy. I'm That's 60. Always a scary thing. It is scary. I'm 62 years old. Oh, so that's the reason I share that is because I think I'm in my fifth decade now of education. So right out of the gates from college, I got involved oh, wow. in teaching sure. and have been at three different schools, primarily one shorter stop at one school. Uh, so I'm a lifelong educator. Nice. Uh, I probably came by it a little bit naturally. My dad was a college professor, so I grew up surrounded by teachers and professor, professors and sure. discussions about teaching. Yes. Um, and so I was a teacher. And then I did various different jobs at schools. And uh, as you know how those things work, sometimes you just keep kind of moving up the chain of command. Right. And eventually I got uh, chosen to be the head of Williston in nice. 2010. Uh, a tremendous oh, okay. honor. Yeah. Very nice. Um, what are some of the key values and principles that guide your leadership at Williston? And how do they shape the school's educational philosophy? You know, I think that our educational philosophy can 
pretty much be summed up by our mission statement, sure. which has three key words. They're hanging on our banner, uh, on our banners outside the chapel. You can't miss them even when you drive by on Park Street. And and that those words are purpose, passion, and integrity. Yes. They're shorthand for me. I, and I think that uh, you know, your passion is kind of what you do. Yeah. Your purpose is why you do it. And your integrity is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I preach those three words to the kids all the time and say that if you can kind of, uh, you know, Im- instantiate those into your life, you're probably going to get off on a good start. Um, but those inform really all we do. We're very much a student-centered place. We mm-hmm. bring kids, as I said, from all over the world and all over the country. And as our website says, uh, we try to have students be themselves here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think what that means is that we we value individuals and mm-hmm. we let them be the individual who they are going they're becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can help us uh, because not everybody maybe know, um, knows what is the age group that and the and the grades that are covered. So Wilson Northampton is a little bit different than other boarding schools that that are in the valley or that you may know of in that we have a a middle school, a seventh and eighth grade, uh, which is simply for the area. So those are kids from the surrounding towns and it's quite small. They're about um, 60 kids total in the seventh and eighth grade. And then the upper school is nine through postgraduate. So that puts you at what, age 15 all the way to age 19 or 14 to 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. All righty. Um, so, and you're talking about your, your purpose and um, the why, the how. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and what is that for you guys? So, you know, again, it's, uh, it's pretty, so first of all, I, I have no claim to an expertise as a, as a head of school or, or really as an educator. And, and from my own background, I went to a big public high school, mm-hmm. uh, went to a private college, have worked in, in private education. But I think that educators are really all in it together. Mm-hmm. I think what makes us unique, and mm-hmm. I say Williston or any boarding school, is that there are not many places where uh, your life and your life work are so interconnected. Right. And we're absolutely intertwined, right? We live there, we right. teach classes six days a week. Right. We start at you know 8.30 in the morning and dorm check-in is at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. uh, you know, for lights out. So we're with kids all the time. And then we're also with them in various capacities. You might be a teacher who coaches a kid or who also leads an organization or a club that that works off campus with those same students. So we have a lot of touch points with our students and it makes, our area of education, um, 24-7, mm-hmm. pretty exhausting, but infinitely rewarding. Well, and I, I can kind of relate to that because I find that my work at the chamber really allows me to um, uh, fulfill my my purpose, my personal purpose, my per- right. personal pers- purpose, my personal why, right. and integrity is, an, is one of the big values that drive me and how I like to lead the chamber. So I can understand, it's it's the way that I live, right? The right. chamber is not just a job for me. Right. It's the way that I live. And so right. y- your faculty and your, your administrative uh, team and, and yourself, it's, it's you're living it. It's not... No, exactly. Uh, it, it's, you don't check out at the end of the day. No, I, every year I tell the faculty, and we always welcome a new There's, handful of faculty, that you're answering a calling. It's a vocation right. and an avocation. You really have to have your heart in it. And, and what a wonderful, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say benefit, but a wonderful um, opportunity for the students that are there because it's not yeah. only being, you're not only being taught, but mentored, absolutely guided, yeah. nurtured. Absolutely. It's really lovely. Yeah, I mean, I can give you a real world example. On this, uh, this weekend, on Saturday, 
um, we are uh, we're hosting a memorial service for uh, one of the legendary uh, uh, folks at the school um, who passed away was a football coach mm. and there will be decades of people who come back for that event mm -hmm. to speak in his memory mm -hmm. and then to watch a football game being played against Hotchka School that afternoon. Oh, okay. And it's all for Dick Francis. And he, I think, had a 42-year career uh -huh. at the school. Oh, wow. Uh, and I get up, part of what I do as head of school is I get out um, and meet alumni constantly. I'm mm -hmm. on the road uh, fairly frequently mm -hmm. uh, doing events to keep our alumni um, informed about the school and, and, and having them engaged. And so I get to see adults at all decades mm. of their life, the 20-year-olds, the 30-year-olds, mm -hmm. the 40-year-olds, the 70-year-olds, mm -hmm. and they can speak about moments at Williston-Northampton as if it were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it's, so it's remarkable. Mm -hmm. It really is a special experience to special go through. Special place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in today's rapidly evolving educational landscape, how does Williston-Northampton School stay innovative and adapt to, and to meet the challenges um, changing needs of students. Yeah, what a what a hot button topic. I mean, right? we have spent yeah we spent the uh, opening meetings talking about AI and oh. and you know the chatbots and mm -hmm. uh, how do you use those? What are colleges doing? How are we preparing kids mm -hmm. um, uh, to be able to work with AI because mm -hmm. that's what they're going to be seeing for their whole future. Yep. Um, so we're you know we're always aware of of what the trends are in education. I say we, our administrative team, teachers. Um, this is no news flash, but teachers tend to be pretty intellectual, intellectually curious people. Mm -hmm. um, so they're always reading in their fields and outside of their outside of their fields of interest, and in general, in in general about education. Mm -hmm. And we try to channel that energy that they bring at every faculty meeting mm -hmm. uh, to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about AI right now, right. And, and we're working our way um, through trying to understand how to implement it um, as best we can uh, this year in the classroom. I love that. Um, I love that because our um, we have a a annual conference um, and this year's topic is AI. Right. Um, it's resilience, um, collaboration, and right. not just collaboration with your human, fellow humans, collaboration right. with technology and specifically AI. Right. And I mean, what does it mean to be original, right? What right? is with AI, what does it mean to right. uh, have an original idea or to create an original poem or original story if you're not um, trained on how to use it? I mean, right. this is what the writer's strike was about, right? Right, right, right. And yeah. the toothpaste is out of the tube. It's not... For sure. You're not stopping that. No. And we, we in general, humans need to, you know... It, it, Move from fear to, fas to fascination. Right, right? I like and that how, phrase. And how yeah. is that tool going to help us be better humans? Right. right? So, <laughs> I mean, throughout time, right? The right? Technology advances. Right. So one generation says it's the end of the world, right. and the new generation figures out, hopefully, how to make good use of it for for right. you know the good of everyone. Right. So, how long has that been percolating um, f around uh, the undercurrents for the staff? at Willis. Do you mean the AI? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm it's interesting. So, so one of the things about uh, about our school, and I do think this kind of goes back to your uh, opening point, um, or question rather, about what makes us a little bit unique. We are very tech-centered. Uh, everyone at our school uses the same device. We, we're a Surface school, Microsoft Surface school, and we're about eight years into every student uh. and faculty member having the same device. Uh. Um, so we've been pretty adept at uh, technology that's helpful for the classroom. That's nice. That sort of as an aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the question about AI and ChatGTP really hit when it came out. I mean, I actually uh, thought it was very clever when I used it in a talk last winter. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I saw that other people 
people were doing it. I, I, I used it to emulate my own voice. Right. And I hadn't seen that being done yet. Now, of course, everyone's oh, doing yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've gone down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I have Andrew Shelfolk to thank for that. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can write your speeches for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us about some of the unique problems or initiatives that Willis, Williston-Northampton um, School that sets it apart from other institutions, school institutions? I mean, I think we do a few things that are pretty different from other, other schools. Um, you know, we have various programs that, that are our are, are kind of take on things that are, that are done at other schools. So, for instance, we have a program called Williston Scholars, which allows uh, juniors and seniors to dig really deeply into a topic of their choice, being mentored by uh, faculty and peers in sort of a collaborative cohort. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's kind of a project-based learning idea. Mm-hmm. We think it's pretty unique because of this resources in the valley. Right. I mean, we are so blessed to be in the five college uh, sphere uh. Um, and just the incredible resources that are here for high school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who, you know, who want to pursue a topic or subject area mm-hmm. in a deeper and more meaningful way. Do you have opportunities to partner with those we do. institutions? Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, often it has to do with relationships that teachers have with professors uh, at the various schools. Sometimes it might be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the theater department going mm-hmm. off to learn about sword fighting at, at mm-hmm. UMass theater mm-hmm. program. Um, so we're always kind of finding ways to... Um, yeah, I say take advantage, but you know, make use oh, of these incredible sure. intellectual resources. Sure, and I'm sure they're happy when that happens as well. Incredibly generous. Yeah, yeah, I'm of sure. their time. It's amazing how generous college professors can be. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, how has COVID uh, impacted the way that the school operates? I know I'm sure in, uh, for the first couple of years it was huge. Yeah. But, you know, is there any? A lasting residual. Yeah, you practices? know, I called it the COVID hangover just the other day in a presentation I, I like did that. to some alum- some alumni. You know, we're aware of it. We're trying to address it. You see it in a couple places. Um, excuse me, with students, you'll see some uh, some gap in learning. Um, but I also think there's a much more uh, uh, significant and lasting and important, therefore, for adults to deal with. Um, uh, effect on kids yeah. and their mental health yeah. and their it's a you big know it, it was huge it, like the history hasn't been written yet it was huge how disruptive this was to kids I don't have children so it was a real um, I, I I don't even know if I really comprehend the whole thing to the full fullest extent you know but it just seems um, it's overwhelming for me. Yeah, I mean, kids are social animals, right? We and are. They wanna, We're and pack they, animals. Yeah, and they want to be together. And we sat there for, you know, over a year, uh, keeping six feet apart, masks on, no more than two people together, uh, all around the country. And right. and so, you know, it's going to take some time for us to see what are the, what are the long-lasting effects, if there are, right. o- on that. Um, I was going to be give you a happy side, which is to say that, that there are sure. a number of things that we did with COVID uh, to get kids outside doing things in groups that have actually lasted. Oh, good. So what are we, those? Uh, well, we have, you know, we have fire pits all around campus with oh, our nice. Rondack chairs now. Oh, I'm sure they love that. They love that. And that was a COVID, I love that. That was a COVID <laughs> necessity that's become this kind of fun thing. Nice. Uh, you know, we play broom ice hockey tournament in the winter, oh, uh, which never happened before COVID nice. and now is, you know, part of the routine and the expectation for the kids for winter fun at, nice. at Williston. So yeah. did you have to build a little rink or do you use, you don't use that pond, the uh, pond that's w- Actually, we, we would play in the pond when it's safe yeah. and it was, you know, if the if it's cleared to oh, play fun. on. So we, we got to play on that. We actually built, uh, you know, a rink the same way you would in your backyard. Sure. Um, and, you know, 
and we were able to use the the ice um, the ice rink back during COVID as well because nice. it was such a big airy space. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we got through COVID primarily, um, you know, just by doing the kinds of things that that all schools were trying to do, and uh, and I think that I think that what COVID did actually was it um, it brought schools together and school administrators and leaders together mm-hmm. uh, in ways that were really rewarding and gratifying. You know, we were sharing with each other. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're doing. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in the in the private school world, you know, we're sometimes a little competitive. Yeah. Uh, but this, you know, all gloves were off that way, and Good. it was all about sharing. Good. Yeah. I um I'm actually from um, Suffield, so they have the Suffield. You attended Suffield Academy. I did not. I went to Suffield Public Public oh, okay. Schools, but yeah. um, yeah, it's beautiful campus is right, right there in the center. Yeah, sa- yeah, yeah, same same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, so um, diversity, equity, and inclusion are important topics in education. Right. Everywhere. Um, what steps has Williston Northampton taken so far uh, to foster an inclusive and welcoming community for students and staff? This is your heritage, I would say. I, I would say so too. I yeah. think it's really in our DNA uh, to be yourself here, as I said earlier. Um, but no question, you know, Williston felt it too, and we had alumni who came forward and and you know and asked us to do things better and differently. And I think we answered that call. Oh. Um, it's a it's a journey, and we continue sure. to work and work at it. And uh, we hired a new dean of diversity, equity, inclusion, and the word we use is belonging, which is sure. a pretty common sure. uh, word at this point. But we feel that in a shorthand way, that if every student, regardless of where you're from, uh, attends Williston and feels as if they belong, then yeah. we're doing you know we're 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 probably doing our job right. right. And and I would think that that it, that would have been um, a skill that. Um, Williston has honed right from the get-go because you have students from all over the world. Yes, we do, and, and um, that's a yeah tricky. You know, they're leaving their families; they're young. Yep, and I think I think that really uh, for me, as as a, as somebody who'd been in education for for a long time, what I took away was really the spotlight on the on on the you know on what it means to be black in America as a student at mm-hmm. our school or any other school, public, private, mm-hmm. college doesn't matter. And, and I think it forced those of us who've been in education to, to um, take stock of ourselves and mm-hmm. of our institutions and to look at it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's how progress is made. And right. the kids today... And I think maybe it changes, too, over time. Of course maybe, it changes. Even though you may think you've got that problem solved. Yeah. Everything's you know, evolving. It's never solved. No. And it's always a growing and perception right. changes and... I think it's a tricky thing. Yeah, and those of us of a certain age or who are pretty um, thoughtful about studying history know know what you just said it rings absolutely true. I try to remind people, uh, I was a young boy, but you know, the 1960s were pretty tumultuous in this country. 1968 was a pretty uh, tumultuous year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on a college campus. I, I think I mentioned my dad was a professor. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in the early 70s, I mean, I remember college students striking. I remember you know, a building being burned down in protest over Kent State. You know, those are sort of fixed memories for me from my from my young years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always, it's never, I, I that topic is never okay. We fix this now. Right. No, no never. topic in education is ever completely solved or fixed. And if it is, you're standing still. Yeah. Right? I always liken it to, you know, you don't want to go to your 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 physicians for your annual checkup <laughs> and have your doctor. 
pull out, you know, some, you know, some old yellow books right. and say, you know, I, I think we've got something going on here. Let me look at this old book right. and see what they got. We want professions, right, right to keep up with the times. Yes. yes. And I think that's, you know, absolutely yeah. um, essential in education. Absolutely. Um, I'm wondering if you could share some success stories or notable achievements of students who have graduated from Williston Northampton School and gone on to make significant impact in their respective fields. Yeah, I mean, I this know. is always fun, it right? It is fun. You know, and these are the alumni that I get to go out and, and uh, you know, spend some time with. Um, probably the one that's sort of best known now, certainly to this generation, is, is Gabby Thomas, yep. Gabrielle Thomas, right, who is yep. a silver medalist yep. in the Olympics. Um, we had her back to speak at graduation. Um, we always have mm -hmm. an alum to come back and speak at graduation, or um, sometimes it'll be a parent, but it's almost always an alum of the school and she was such her star power was mm. just amazing everybody wanted a picture a selfie mm. with her everybody all mm. the every generation mm -hmm. um so obviously that that that's one in that area and but she was gracious and lovely oh my gosh yeah, uh, yeah did because all these students are well we had a little shtick going with her i have a i have a chain of office that, that you wear at ceremonial times mm -hmm. and gabby and i did a swap so i wore her silver medals and she wore the chain oh, of fun. office so that was kind of fun yeah um, I was just thinking of um, Ann Dowd uh, mm -hmm. was a speaker who came back, and she um, of Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale fame. Uh, that was a mouthful. Yes. Uh, but Ann Dowd is an alum from 1974. And she came back and, and spoke about what it's like to be an actor and, and all that. Um, what an opportunity. Incredible opportunity. What I like about Williston are the, are the alums I meet all the time who have been committed to social change yeah. or to uh, a phrase that we use often is, is doing good well, mm. which is actually a Robert Frost line. Oh, I love that. Uh, line. I love that. Yeah. And, and so there are a lot of Williston alumni over the years, I would say, who have chosen career paths um, you know, that, that don't make them a lot of money, but make sure that they're doing a lot of good with their lives. Right. And that's gratifying. Well, and I think as, I, I think COVID in particular has taught or shown a lot of us, uh, or given us a lot of opportunity to do a little introspection. Right. Right? Yeah. And what is enough? Right. And what is meaningful? And what is fulfilling? You know? Um, and and what does it mean to be a leader? What does it mean to you know right. affect positive change? You don't have to be a you know congressman, congresswoman no. to do that. We've had some of those as well. No, yes, um, but uh, but you don't have to do that to make no. a change. No, I think one of my biggest realizations about myself, you know, when you, you're a young person and you think, oh, I'm going to go off into corporate America and I'm going to be maybe trying, I'm going to have to throw my hat up in the air and right. the, I'm going to be the big, and you know, I realized that you know this where i am now in my life here with the chamber provides me the perfect platform to have impact to make a difference to connect i've never been happier see that's a great thing to be able to say it is and if you um you know if we switch seats here and i get to ask you the interview questions mm -hmm. and if i asked you if you uh, had a chance to reflect would you connect what you just said back to any teachers you had at any stage of your life, and if you were to answer yes, then that's what we right. do every day. Right, yeah, yeah. Great memories. Yeah. Um, okay, enough about me, let's get back to you. Um, let's see, let's, uh, what role does community engagement 
um, and service play in the educational experience at Williston Northampton and how do you encourage students to become active and responsible citizens yeah very important great question Um, so you know there are a number of ways we do that we have a program that we called core uh, and so ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, uh, which talks about some of these very topics, right? Service to the community. Mm. Um, and then we have a, a community service uh, group at the school that is largely student run that, um, that decides where they're gonna spend their energies. I'm actually not a believer in mandatory voluntary service. Mm-hmm. Some schools have, you know, you have to have 30 hours of community service mm-hmm. before you uh, graduate from the school. Well, it generates a certain energy, doesn't it? It generates energy on the one hand, but I've, I've never been able to wrap my head around that kind of oxymoron that I'm... Well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it, can, it can also generate energy in oh, another way. way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so we have kids who volunteer throughout the East Hampton community um, in, in really impactful ways. Um, I'm sure you... I know I've seen you at the Riverside Auctions, oh, yes. for instance. So our kids are down there serving nice. and, and working down there. Yeah. I just heard of a new initiative this um, uh, this year, uh, which I was really excited to hear, that um, there are going to be some kids who are Spanish speakers who want to go to the Council of Aging and work with seniors nice. in Spanish language. Nice. You know, Ronald McDonald House. We've done all sorts That's of things. Awesome. We support, through fundraisers, uh, the Community Foundation here in town. Sure, yeah. Um, Robin's fantastic, and she's yep. come and, and spoken at the school, which nice. I would say is another way we do it. We sure. bring speakers in, like you, <laughs> to talk about the importance of service, the importance right. of giving back. Um, and I've always taken the approach that uh, if any of the kids in the audience hear that and then and then uh, you know respond to that and act on that, then then that's a good thing. Yeah, totally wonderful yeah. thing. And there's a lot of great um, organizations too for them to connect with. Find a spot where they can connect. Yeah, oh yeah, right? they, and they do. I mean, um, I think one of the one of the amazing um, events every year that that our uh, girls hockey program does, thanks to Krista Talbot, is we have a pink the rink. Other teams do this as well, pink outs in 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 various times. Right. But that's a breast cancer yes. awareness fundraiser event that just grows and grows and grows each year. Nice. We I recently um, interviewed uh, Ryan Smith. I believe is his last name. He is the um, the voice for the um, Springfield Thunderbirds. Oh, sure. And yeah. uh, commentator, and we talked about Pink the Rink. And, yeah, they're yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been able to connect with them? Or I haven't. No, but mm. but it's something we could do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's brainstorm. Yes. Um, as head of school, what do you believe are the most significant challenges and opportunities facing independent schools like Williston um, in the coming years? Another, you know, really spot on question. So so not all independent schools are exactly the same as, as right. you can imagine. Yep. Uh, for schools like Williston, and we occupy a, a, a particular space um, a, among other schools, uh, for us, very particularly, it would be uh, continuing to be able to raise the resources that we need to do the things that we want to do to, to, to be true to our mission. Mm-hmm. And so what do I mean by that? Mm. Um, you know, independent schools are, are tuition-based and mm-hmm. expensive places to go, mm-hmm. not unlike colleges. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, any any money, any scholarship money comes from the institution. So if I have a child who goes to UMass Amherst, that's state-sponsored and there's government funding right. behind that. Um, not in the independent or private school world like colleges. So for us, as our, you know, as the cost goes up, we have to find ways to make sure that we can offset that. What I'm talking about is fundraising, mm, yeah, right? Yep, Increasing yep. the size of our endowment, <laughs> fundraising, doing what all nonprofits have to right. do. 
um, because Williston and in the DNA of Williston is having this marvelously diverse community, uh, and 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 I mean socioeconomically um, as well. Yeah. And that you know that's kind of the magic of our place. So that would be my. Um, mm. You know, if you ask me what's the number one goal you mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. Uh, in the rest of my time at the school, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that l- with all educators, we worry about kids. Right. You know, and we want to make sure that they are resilient. Yes. And that they that's have, a big deal. Yeah. And they can stand on their own two feet when mm-hmm. they leave high school and make it through college if that's the path they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my own little soapbox that I could do where I think that uh, mm-hmm. I think high school educations have never been more important. Um, because I think as kids question whether or not college is right for them for financial reasons or other right. reasons, the high school education and the foundation it gives them to be humanists, to be human beings, yep. uh, couldn't be more important. Right. Do you have many um, students who do end up deciding that maybe college further um, higher education or college is not necessarily the path that they want to take and they end up taking maybe a vocation? So typically our kids go off to college mm-hmm. and or they'll defer college for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, ha- I don't have the data or the um, uh, other than anecdotally to know how many kids choose not to complete college who've mm-hmm. graduated from Williston and gone to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly there are. Mm-hmm. And they have all sorts of reasons why that comes about. And mm-hmm. some of it can be, uh, as I said, some of it could be financial, but some of it can be purely practical. Yeah. I always think that that's an interesting conversation. Right. You know between have to have with a with a student right well that's going to come that's going to come from societal trends and Mm. external forces more than Mm -hmm. williston up in other words if if Mm -hmm. you know google's hiring people who don't need a college education right that's going to change things right right? i was thinking more along the lines of vocational technical training oh i see yeah 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 which is important and there's a huge place for that right yeah 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 um okay so um one of the my, one of my last questions is, um, what advice would you give to parents and students who are considering an independent school education, and why should they consider Williston Northampton as their choice? Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to argue for all parents considering all educational options, right? But as a as a public high school kid myself, uh, I know that I had a fabulous education, and there are fabulous educations yep. available for everybody. I think what independent schools have is, uh, and certainly boarding schools like Williston is what I talked about earlier, which is sort yeah. of this 24-7, yeah. all-enveloping, all-encompassing sure. work with kids. Uh, so that's why I would tell parents to at least think about it and right. I would narrow it even more I would say boarding schools right. uh, not all you know not all private schools are boarding schools and I am a huge believer my right. whole career has been with boarding schools except for a three-year you know, you know dog leg right. um, and I'm just a tremendous proponent of the experience that you have when you're working and living together at a boarding school right and I, I it just kind of clicked in my brain too you know we were talking about you know the faculty and the staff being able to um, nurture right. and mentor right. students, but there's another thing, and I don't want to say that it's 24/7 um, monitoring because that's not the word that I'm looking for. No. But it's more of a um, it's availability. It, yeah, and and if there's a student who's struggling, you could yeah. there's more eyes, a, a lot of eyes, a on lot every more child. eyes to say, you know, so and so seems to be off. What's you know, do we need to? Yep. 
talk about that. Yeah, and we're fortunate. We have, you yeah. know, we have a, you know, we have uh, a tremendous That's professional faculty and staff, and we have, you know, our, our counseling services are, yeah. are as good as I've ever seen anywhere. And so, you know, if a teacher is worried about a student and sends them off to our counseling services, you know, I'm really confident in the care yeah. that they're getting. Right. And you know, I I, I can't. Uh, you know, I can't finish uh, uh, our, our time together today without talking about, you know, I have a partner in crime and my wife, Catherine Hill, and uh, I don't think there's a head of school, of any boarding school, who would say that their mm. significant other is not significant. Um, <laughs> but Catherine is a math teacher and a classics teacher at Williston. Oh, okay. And so it's been great for me because I get a window into, you know, firsthand look into that full-time life of a teacher sure. and she has kids over all the time at our house getting extra help it could be sunday morning it could oh, be wow. tuesday night so that accessibility um is really something or it might just be one of her advisees coming over to get some life uh advice right. or some counseling a lot more eyes a lot a bigger support net yeah. and network it's a great big embrace yeah yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that. it's a great big embrace. So, um, wrapping up uh, our time together, where can folks get more information on Williston if they'd like to investigate further? So, our website yeah. is a fantastic website, which is, um, you know, just easily, it's the first thing that comes up if you search Williston Northampton School in there East Hampton, go. Massachusetts. Um, is a great resource, but then also our admissions office as well. Okay. And it would just be reaching out and contacting them. Should we follow you on Facebook or anything like that? Oh, sure. Okay. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And I don't think we do formerly Twitter anymore, right. uh, but everything else we do. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to thank you so much for taking the time yeah. to sit with me today. It's been a I lot also want to thank you for the support that you and your staff and Williston um, gives to the chamber. Um, the partnership that we have is uh, hugely important to us, and um, we can't thank you enough. Well, back at you, Mo. I mean, we see ourselves at, at Williston as we're deeply part of East Hampton, and uh, so anything you know we can do and when we can do it, we like to yeah. uh, to try our best. Thank you. We You're appreciate welcome. it. So that wraps it up for us today, and I want to thank you all for joining us once again. I want to thank eMedia for um, helping us with this project. If you want to know more about them, they're at e easthamptonmedia.org. Um, you can get past episodes of the podcast uh, anywhere that you like to get your podcast, whether it's iPod or all those other places. Uh, what's the other one I'm looking Things Spotify, that sort of thing. Um, YouTube, you can catch us on YouTube. And if you want to know more about the chamber, you can give me a call or you can check us out at easthamptonchamber.org. And we thank you all for being here. Peace out, everybody. Yeah.